I came prepared. <laughs> I've got this ready to go on, on YouTube. Hold on a second. Digital thing. Java Devil, you are now my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's just picked up the coffee machine and shaking yeah. it. Yeah, He's shaking Two it of the to best. the point that it's just all the coffee is coming out now. It, it's, yeah, it's overflowing off the top of the cup, and the guys are like, thanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've got a scalding, soggy cup in my hand, but thank you. Do you know what uncancelled means? <laughs> Have you ever thought about what happened to those TV shows that were advertised every single week until their plug was ultimately pulled? Well, we have. Welcome to the show that's bringing Dead TV back from the grave. We review pilot and finale episodes of television series that disappeared as quickly as they debuted. Maybe we will like the show enough to want to bring life back into its corpse, or maybe it's better left dead. Will we leave it in the trash, or will we give it a second pass? Either way, this is uncancelled giving Trash TV the chance it never deserved. Now they're all gone, cancelled on and on, but tonight they're gonna be uncancelled. Hi, it's another episode of Uncancelled. This time we're joined by Australian Tom doing the 2001 version of The Tick. Did my best, sir. <laughs> it's it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It, it just wasn't quite Patrick Warburton. Wasn't quite well. Few people can be Patrick Warburton. He was like perfectly cast. I think. I think that might have been my favorite casting of any of these series that I have seen off this list. Mind you, this is the only superhero one, so that kind of you know. With a superhero, you're like, that's perfect casting. And I can't think of, is there another type of, of show where you're like, he's that person's perfectly cast? Is that? Uh, I, I mean, there are great castings off of the top of my head. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know about on this list. I mean, we did have the the guy who can run. Jason oh, Rittner. Yes, <laughs> You'll have to put this episode now after the last one. Or they'll have something to look forward to, the listeners. Yeah, don't have Jason Ritter in there. Such a travesty. But yeah. I, I, I would say that this is a 23-minute runtime, which is what you were kind of saying the event should have been. So, <laughs> Yeah, and oddly, I would have had more of the tick. I would have had more of the tick and less of the event. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 please go back and listen to our event episode. <laughs> Where I was Tom, <laughs> I cannot get a word in, but I was not overly upset about it because Tom was in full rage about the event. Uh, it was an event to hear you go on about the event. Yeah, well, funny. and probably to that point, the, the event was an overblown thing that, you know, probably didn't need as much as they put into it. And the tick. 
23 minutes, the episodes are jam-packed. Well, the two that I've seen yeah. are jam-packed. They're as tight as they can probably be in that in the format they're in. And I'm just going to say it, they work really well. That might be giving the game away at the top, but The Tick is a, is a, is a great show. Quick pause for station identification. 10% of nothingness. Let me do the math here. Nothing and then nothing. Not satisfied? Head on over to Uncancelled on Patreon. For prices as low as $2.99 a month, you'll get early access to each and every episode this season. As well as outtakes and bonus content. That's patreon.com slash uncancelled. it's a crime. Ain't no more gonna die. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. If you're not familiar with The Tick, uh, there's not much to explain. It's based off a comic book superhero of the same name. Yeah, unlike the Marvel Universe uh, and certainly the DC Universe, it takes itself very, very seriously. The Tick is, uh, is a parody character. Yes. Um, they take themselves seriously within their universe, but their universe is a parody of all superhero universes it's a comedy show yeah bring me back to like 90s cartoons or 80s there's like 80 when 80s had campy movies yeah yeah and weird weird aesthetic because like they start at the uh, the first episode the pilot the pilot starts at a bus station and the bus that pulls in is straight out of the 50s like it's, I think that's just to illustrate that they're out in the middle of nowhere in America, like the Midwest or somewhere, like uh, desert bus place. But the the bus is all rounded edges and stuff. It's certainly not a modern nineteen eighties bus. And and the show has this strange mashup aesthetic of classic superhero stuff and then more modern superhero stuff. And I don't know if some of the more modern superhero comedy sensibility d- d- doesn't actually end up coming from the tick and being having been absorbed by shows that parodied superheroes and now we're getting Marvel Cinematic Universe where the superheroes find humor in things not unlike the situations that happen in the tick the whole show well just jumping right into things I think uh, that's what we're going to do I'm sorry <laughs> don't mean to take over your show perfectly all right <laughs> Perfectly all right. Yeah, I was going to say you rated it very highly, but it it is rated like I didn't expect it to be so highly regarded. It has a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb rated by over 5,000 people and Rotten Tomatoes, I think, 90% fresh, close to that. So, yeah, this is worldly, widely regarded as pretty Damn fantastic. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's it's one of those shows that they did nine episodes and they only aired six of this series. Oh, and then, yeah, they only aired six and then the last three episodes came out on DVD. Okay. And it's right. one of those ones, It's the, the tick is one of those things that it, it has like a cult following. So the people who love it really love it and they will bother to do good reviews on the tick, you know? But then if you take the tick's audience as a whole and then add it, you know, subtract it from the general TV viewing audience, it's only a small audience. So I think that is a small but very rabid audience. The tick's not a DC comic book character. He was independent sort of comic book character. And then the TV show is 
Oh, sorry. There was a was an animated series that did very well, and sort of, but animated series just get replayed because it's for kids. And yeah, I love the animated. <laughs> yeah, well, like, but you know, you grow up, you stop. This is the idea. You grow up, you stop watching cartoons, but the next lot of kids they can watch it. So animated TV series tend to get recycled. The live action one, I guess, maybe just didn't pull in the numbers quite like yeah. they wanted to. I don't think it's, I just think to your point, you're not going to get those numbers. It's just, you're just not, not yeah, you, it's bold of them to do it at all because you're not going to get those numbers. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, I enjoyed this, but I honestly can't see it going multiple seasons. Like, I feel like a movie or two. You want to do a mini series, you get like six episodes. The animated thing is fun, but this live action, I feel like there's only a limited amount you can do. Yeah, I'll agree with that, which is perfect. Why it suits the TV format like 20 minutes. It's great. It's probably one of those ones that did better on DVD than it did on the screen. You know, like um, the first lot of Family Guy before they bought Family Guy back. Like they cancelled yeah, Family Guy true, yeah. and the DVD sales went through the roof. Similar thing here. I think it probably did very well on DVD sales with those same fans who write all the positive reviews. Yeah, I think it did. I, I didn't know about this. I only knew about the animated series. I know they did it in, in 2016, but I had no idea they, they had this. And Patrick Warburton. <laughs> Can we do a little side jab? What Do you like the 2016 one? Have you seen that? I have not. I have okay. not seen it. I don't believe so anyway. All uh, right. I do like the 2016 one. I think it's okay. I think they've done a, sort of done too many episodes. Like if you tried to sit there and binge it, it's sort of the thing where you get sort of four episodes in or three episodes and you get, mm, I'm going to put this away for a bit. But a good casting. Peter Serenowfowitz is the is the tick. But Patrick Warburton is an executive producer on the show. Yeah, I think that works really well. But every iteration of the tick is a little bit different. He has a slightly different backstory, slightly more superpowered or less superpowered. And and really it comes down to whatever it is that they are parroting at the time. Yeah, that's kind of the great thing about it is they can just have room to play and room to change things. There's no specific, to me, there's no specific thing about tech. Like with it being a parody, you don't have to stick to any sort of specific backstory. Nobody's going to get up in arms versus if it's Batman or those big <laughs> popular ones. It's the ticket. Yeah, where the canon is so entrenched, you can't change anything. And if you do, you're going to get in trouble. Whereas the tick's a bit more flexible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Warburton said about the tick that be- because the characters sort of in each iteration for whatever reason there's been different reasons but the the tick seems to have no memory of his life before being the tick and that gives him a a a childlike sense of wonder with things and you know it helps with the goofy dialogue and like he'll say oh wow a spoon (laughs) i think that's it that was his catch fry catch fry catch cry in the um in the in the comic book in the animated series because he was eating cereal one day and he went this is amazing and i love this spoon and that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that was his catch cry through the through the animated series. And, and that is probably the thing that I love about the tick. He's this over-the-top, larger-than-life character who is a superhero first, and the rest of the world seems to come second. Like he means so – he means very well in anything that he does and everything yes. that he says. 
he, he's so well-meaning that it that it's charming and goofy, and he's lovely. He's nice, yeah, but wanna... there's this childlike sense of wonder and discovery with everything. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I want to come back to that. You reminded me of you touched on the how you think it was probably more popular with the DVD sales, and I had in my notes that I enjoyed it a lot, but I was thinking about if I was watching it on TV in 2001 and there were uh, commercials and, and such, I, I felt like I might have changed the channel. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's at about that level, isn't it? Like, I, I think the IMDb rating is overblown a bit, probably by two or three points, yeah. um, just because of the super fans. Yeah, who bothered to get on there and write good reviews, and and like we're we're stuck on we're we're stuck on that at the moment. I would like to get back to this actual show. Yes, which yeah. is which is well cast. Like you said, it's well cast. It's got some great people in it. It's got some funny lines and stuff. But yeah, yeah, again, it's we've shifted out of that format that was the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands, where, where it was very much network television and ads were important. Which is a I guess why the 2016 series got two series on Netflix. Like it lasted a bit longer because yeah. it wasn't relied on. It didn't rely on those that ad revenue and selling yeah. ads That's to stay a good on. Point. Absolutely. Said that he was always well-meaning and and fun in his thing, and that makes me want to dive into the opening. I guess not the opening scene, but as soon as it scrolls, so the building scrolls up, and Patrick Warburton is the tick. He's yeah. like, I am the tick. And then the guy below in the bus station or the gas station is struggling with the coffee machine. So, <laughs> oh my god, this is <laughs> this is actually the, my favorite bit in the whole of the pilot episode. It's it was really hard to find uh, something unintentionally funny in this episode, be, or in the ticket all because everything is intentionally funny. Uh, every everything is played for laughs. Best scene. You've got this giant blue superhero stood on top of a bus station. It's clear that he's been there for, oh, who knows, it could have been months. He's just protecting the bus station. It, yes. Nothing happens at the bus station that anyone <laughs> needs protecting from, but he's sworn to protect it. And the coffee machine, there's a guy having trouble getting coffee out of the coffee machine. So he comes down and he... He goes, fear not, citizen, I'll fix the coffee machine. And he asks the guy if he's jiggled the return coin slot. Yeah, the guy's jiggled that. And then he has to lift up the coffee machine and shake it. And the line that comes, look, I came prepared. <laughs> I've got this ready to go on, on YouTube. Hold on a second. Jiggle thing. Almost bandit. Java Devil, you are now my bitch. Java Devil, you are now my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's just picked up the coffee machine and shaking yeah. it. Yeah, He's shaking two it of the to best. The point that it's just. All the coffee is coming out now. It, yeah, it's overflowing off the top of the cup, and the guys are like, "Thanks, I guess." Yeah. <laughs> and now I've got a scalding, soggy cup in my hand, but thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, they immediately somebody goes, "Oh, look, you dropped something!" And it's a bus ticket, and the guys, the guys just tricked him to get on the bus and leave and go to the city. And 
then you get the start of the tick. He goes to the city, meets Arthur, and chaos and frivolity ensues. Frivolity ensues. Absolutely. Yeah, that was also my best scene was the since uh, that's jumping ahead, but the coffee yeah, machine. It is, but just, yeah. <laughs> there's no, that is the best. And it has, and it sets up the tip tick perfectly. And it's such a late night 90s vibe, like we said before. It's, oh. Yeah, it's like it didn't, it didn't come out on Adult Swim, but it very, very much feels like you know, liquid TV, Adult Swim. Sort yeah. Of, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a thing. We had a thing in Canada that was, well, our cartoon network is Teletoon. And late at night, they would have Teletoon Retro. And that was sort of like their adult swim hours of programming where they would play, uh, you know, the more mature or campy stuff that wasn't meant to draw in their daytime. Is that that the the time slot they put Eon Flux on? Yes. Yes, it was. Yes. There you go. Yeah. We had MTV had liquid television and we'd get. Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux, yeah. Not that that movie was not so great, though. Nah, nah. Comic, uh, the the TV show was kind of mental and awesome. Yeah, the TV show was wicked. The movie we will forget about. Absolutely. We won't forget about Patrick Warburton as the tick, though. That was. No, he's great. He's just great. He's got the voice. He's got the voice. Yeah. I won't try to do it again. Don't make it. And the physical size and that square jaw, he's just made for the role of the tick. Going into this, I was like, Patrick Warburton as a tick. Oh, oh. interesting. And then it, as soon as it panned up to that building above the bus station, I was, yeah. <laughs> okay. I see. Absolutely. He is the perfect embodiment. And we have a little, but I thought the... What ends up being the sidekick, I thought he was, I thought he really brought it together. Yeah, he's good. I like him. Arthur's, Arthur's good. He's, he's a bit different from the, from the 2016 series. He's a little bit more, he's actually a little bit more confident of all things. But yeah, his intro was great too. And Christopher Lloyd yes. as his boss. That's amazing. They got some incredible people to do spots in this series. Just amazing people in there. And it, it does make me want to sort of catch other episodes because. They're not all in the pilot or the final episode. No, they are not. Christopher Lloyd was very unexpected. I, I wasn't sure if he was going to be a cameo. It kind of became clear when after the office scene when we never oh, went back. Yeah, yeah. That it was it's a wild cameo. It's so good. Like oh, it's, it's amazing. It's top Christopher Lloyd. Like it's really it's really spot on. And you think, oh yeah, I'd like to see Arthur come, come try and come back to work and this guy throw him out or oh, like, I, I don't know, but his opening line was great too. Uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> uh, I earn $11 a second or something. $17 a second. So this better cost more, less than a couple of I've thousand got it, dollars. I've got it ready to play right here. Oh, go, go. Oh, I'm too late. <clears throat> Mr. Mr. Fishladder. Uh-huh. It is still Arthur, isn't it? My time is worth $17 a second. I want an explanation, and I want it to cost less than $1,500. Let me keep counting. Well, it's hard to explain. $51. Mr. Fishladder, <laughs> I have a lie. 
I am more than just a minor accountant that work for this firm, and I value my job. It's just entire life has become numbers and deductions and IRAs. And, and granted, I've been doing my parents' tax return since I was six, but even then, I knew I had a higher calling than any longer. I, I am going to become a superhero. Part-time at first. Christ in heaven. Look at yourself. You're built like a sensible shoe. You shouldn't be jumping around town in a body sock fighting crime. Well, I haven't actually... A body sock. Keep it that way. Crime. Fights back. Remember the lesson of Metcalf. 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 You're receiving third floor. Metcalf. He lost all eight pieces just like you. Cashed in his 401k and bought a jetpack. Now the poor bastard needs a machine. To poop. <laughs> Metcalf. Oh, well. I know that sort of thing can happen. But you're going to ride this thing out to the bloody gruesome end, aren't you? Well, maybe not at the end, but for a while. Mr. Fishladder, I have to try. Time's up. Here's the way I see it. You're either a man with a job or an idiot in a bunny suit. You can't be both. Not a worldwide fish ladder and sons. So what's it going to It's going to be a... And that's that. I wanted more of Christopher Lloyd. This was... If you've ever seen the movie Glengarry Glen Ross and the Alec Baldwin, where he's like, oh, it's me closing. And he comes yeah, yeah. in and he's just screaming and then he leaves and you never see him again. It's kind of that perfect where you want more, but you never get more. Oh, absolutely. He's not acting like he's in a pilot. <laughs> he's no. just like, right. Uh, maybe they did pay him um, $17 a second. <laughs> they like he's just come in and give it in his all um and, and bailed which is per- you're right it is per- it is perfect christopher lloyd perfect christopher lloyd and he comes in full care full method acting my time is worth 17 dollars a second so they could only have him for two minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah what what we're gonna do to make this really real for you christopher is we're actually gonna pay you that amount <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. How can I draw this out and do the scene properly? Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. He actually gave him time to speak. No, incredible. And and the Arthur character sitting there in his um and that costume oh, <laughs> it man. is sort of a little ambiguous. He's supposed to be a moth, but he does look like a bunny rabbit. He does, yeah. Until he, he presses like, his button and his wings pop out. I'm not gonna lie, he kind of looks like a bit of a furry, like those people <laughs> who dress up in him. <laughs> Oh, no, you were going to say rabbits. You know that, that game, Raving Rabbids? <laughs> they sort of look no. like that. No, he absolutely <laughs> looks like a furry, but he plays it well. David Burke plays it well. The elevator scene, I wanted to jump ahead. That was another yeah. memorable thing. The elevator scene where they're fighting the evil robot and Patrick Warburton or the tick gets his head put through the elevator and it's just scraping the wall and it's fine. <laughs> what do you say? He goes, must use head to slow elevator. And it's just, <laughs> it's just scraping. There's like, and like, like a, it's a grinder sparks flying off his, and his, and his antenna are just going wild. The elevator is like, is this a 10,000 floor building? <laughs> the Tower of Terror. <laughs> Holy crap. It's like they're falling from heaven or descending to hell or something like that. It's just the longest freaking elevator sequence I've ever seen. <laughs> the other bit, <laughs> it's a bit just before that where he's, because they're trying to rescue President Jimmy Carter and all you see is the back and maybe the bit of the side of whoever is playing Jimmy Carter. But the, the yes. tick is trying to tell him how important things are 
and he's just holding the guy's hand. <laughs> and Arthur goes, don't squeeze people's heads. That's the, <laughs> that's the level of, you know, he's so earnest that he's, I've got to get this into your head, but doesn't realise how he affects the world quite quite all the time. And then there's the other moment in that that I became seriously, for, at least for a moment, invested in is Arthur, up until that point, he doesn't know if his suit will actually fly. He pops the wings out and they're comically thin Yeah, <laughs> um, in previous scenes. like they're, They are literally pieces of wire with what look like sheer white pantyhose over the top of them. Like It's like if I had made Arthur's suit, that's what it would look like. Absolutely. And then he has to rescue Jimmy Carter because this elevator is plumbing, plummeting, yeah. plumbing. The elevator's plumbing. the, the elevator is plumbing. There's a big hole in the roof where the bad guys crashed through. Who is a giant red robot? And he's go he he just does that leap of faith moment where he says, "Hold on to me, Mister President." Presses the button, and spoiler alert: he does actually fly out the top because it's a comedy superhero movie. Um, the good guys have to win. The good guys uh, must yeah, and, win. And, but I was like, is it going to work? Because this is a comedy that might not yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, I was I was honestly on the fence. I was like, eh, I was in the same boat. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Is it just going to kind of, it's going to like flutter and maybe they'll lift like two inches off the ground and then he drops Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. President, I have to leave <laughs> you behind. <laughs> Sorry, I can't uh, handle your weight. Uh. So, so to that point, that's good screenwriting. I think it's for for you to actually care what happens at the crux moment of the yes. show. I wanted um, to touch on good. that actually. Uh, Jimmy Carter, by the way, played by Brad Maynard. Not familiar with him. Don't oh. know what he's been in. Uh, however, the director is of this episode is actually Barry Sonnenfeld, who's done. Uh, most of the Men in Black series he's directed. He's also done the the Adams Family movies from the oh, 90s. Wow. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, he's he's kind of popular. Well, he's got some some claims to fame as a director. So he was hired, and in two thousand one, he was fresh off uh, Men in Black was ninety seven, so four years removed from that. I think he directed the sequel. So yeah, the, like we were talking about, they got Christopher Lloyd, and then they. Oh, that's how he got Chris. That's yeah, of course. That's yeah. how they got Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and uh, oh well, then thinking about those movies and the Tick makes a lot of sense because the shot I think of from Men in Black, uh, Adam's Family, and, and the Tick is that pan up, zoom in from the feet shot. Yes, you know, I can I can picture Raul Julia as Gomez Adams. You know, it's like. Meet the Adams family and and met him, men in black. It's Will Smith's shiny shoes and up to him wearing his glasses in in the suit, and then he's got a funny quip. And the tick is the same thing. Uh, pan up from the feet, stood on top of a building. Like it's it's that superhero. It's that they got that look for this show. Yes, they did. They absolutely captured it. Quick digression: Men in Black came out a year after this, two thousand. Oh, okay. Well, he was but, practicing with the tick. But, yeah. <laughs> He did, unfortunately, do Wild Wild West, uh, which is oh. one of Will Smith's worst movies. But kind of fun. It's, it's, it's kind of fun. Like he was, like if I think about Wild Wild West, it, there's like a campy vibe to it, and even though it kind of flunked and it's kind of stinky overall, there was a good camp to this. So he was 
perfect. They managed to get the perfect director for this. I think he captured it well. You talked about, yeah, the 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 panning from the feet up and the zoom out or zoom in. That was perfect for this series. Like the opening shot is like that, right? We're talking about him on top of the bus station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So they really they nailed a lot of they got a lot of things right here. Yeah, I don't think Wild Wild West is poorly made. It's just not very good. No, it's not poorly made at all. He did what he could with what he had. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's all we need to say. He did what he could with what he had with the tick, though, and they nailed it. They got it right. Like this good casting, the right director, the right guy to play the tick. You got Christopher Lloyd with that Alec Baldwin type cameo. David Burke as, as the moth. The, the, the Jimmy Carter <laughs> got to save the president, the former president. <laughs> uh, everything was really great about this pilot. Yeah, and just sort of like just enough. Thing. Just like watch, watch, watch one episode of the tick, go away, come back, watch another one. Sort of like it's it's probably not bingeable. You're gonna get the pacing of it, the the joke after joke after joke. Uh, you, you get joke fatigue, maybe. Like yeah, it can start to be a little. Uh, cringy or cheesy but yeah 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 you i think i think you have to be in the mood to watch it sort of thing like you have to go yeah well if you're ready we can jump into it yeah yeah go 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 yeah the final episode last episode i saw it back to back i don't know did you watch them back to back um i think i watched one in the morning and one in the evening okay well, that, mm. I did watch them back to back because I felt like it was a quick runtime, and I was like, "Well, I'll I'll do it now." And and you know, I didn't expect. I set an hour aside, and then with the you know twenty odd minute yeah. runtime, it was like, "Well, boom, okay, well, might as well watch another one." Yeah, you, you got fifteen minutes left. <laughs> yeah, it was In like, Damn. "All right, let's do this." How did you feel about the? Captain Liberty and Batman well, the side characters. Right. So they're the serious superheroes in town and they think the tick's a bit of a joke. And so, jeez, uh, 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 I hope we watch the same last episode. It was... Um, the Terror uh, episode. The Terror. One. Okay, good. Yeah, because that wasn't originally aired. One, Obviously, there were three episodes that DVD. never got aired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So The Terror is a pretty funny episode, I think, but it takes a little while to get into it because it's a flashback for the whole of the other se- the rest of the series, and they fill in yes. some gaps. I think is that what happens. Yeah, um, the the, the start. Yeah, the start. Not confusing, but um, yeah, I just want to make sure I got that right. I like <laughs> Batman. Well, is hilarious. Batman just man. the j- just <laughs> the name is, <laughs> and he's like this Lothario, and he's like he's very he's like, suave, and he's down with the ladies, and he yeah. spends that whole episode Don John, hassling. Don <laughs> yeah. Hassling, hassling Liberty to give him a lift because he's got to go and pick his car up. And she's like, yeah, 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 I'll do it in a minute. And she's so dismissive because she thinks she's the best. Uh, in the pilot episode, she arrives on a, a helicopter ladder. You don't see the helicopter. She just comes swinging in on a ladder. So she's a legit suit, superhero with resources to spare. And there's <laughs> you have Batman well who just he wants to go and pick up his car because he's got to go and meet somebody a bit later like, his his whole life is seems to be just hustle, which is really cool. But yeah, they they were she she in particular was a they were jerks, and that's the 
the whole crux of the final episode is them reminiscing about how they sat on a rooftop having some beers, reminiscing about how they didn't think Arthur and the Tick were any good when they first met. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This whole episode is uh, Captain Liberty is kind of takes the, the lead in this. It's her. Well, we do stay focused on the tick and the sidekick, but Captain Liberty is obviously suing the League of Superheroes because she thinks it's discrimination that she didn't get in. Kind of to your point of taking herself so seriously. She's saying because she's a woman that they're not allowing her in. So she's taking the League of Superheroes to court, which in this episode, the tick and the sidekick. What's the sidekick? Is he the Mothman? Arthur. He's just called Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, he's, Arthur. he's supposed to be yes, supposed Arthur. to be a moth, but he's only ever referred to as Arthur. Right. I think he is yeah. Arthur. Yes, he's only ever referred to as Arthur. You're right. So the tick and Arthur get launched into not launched into. They get brought into the league, sworn into the league of superheroes. And Captain Liberty is obviously very miffed about that. Very bitter. Very unhappy. So there's a bit of a rift there, but this really, it stays focused on that. And then as, as it goes on with the Tick and Arthur in the league, they find out that they can't really do any superhero things. The league is kind of just for show. and <laughs> They don't yeah. actually do anything. <laughs> what the Tick is is obsessed with having a nemesis so he can do something. Yes. And yeah. and that's how they get onto the terror because Lady Liberty oh sorry. Captain Liberty sets them up with the worst evil supervillain ever, the terror. She says, You guys should go after this guy and the tick's like, Yes, and Arthur's like, No, but the tick's like, Yes. He really, yeah, honestly, Patrick Warburton just nails the tick. Just as this episode, the one-liners, man, I wish I could remember some. I could probably yeah, again, they quotes, fly thick and oh fast. Yeah. They just fly out of him. He just gets it. Oh, my God. Here's some quotes. <laughs> when you get in bed with evil incarnate, it always takes the covers. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to do your impression when you're doing the quotes. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> Arthur, yes, I'm anal retentive. Fine, believe me, I would change that if I could. The tick. Good lord, man. Retain that anus. One day its fruit may be the only thing that stands between us and total oblivion. I think it was worse. Is he talking talking about uh, hemorrhoids? (laughs) (laughs) They they anal fruit. Like a, bunch of, like a bunch of grapes. That's all I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> One day it's fruit. Maybe the only thing that stands between us and total oblivion. It's talking about shit? What is it? Is, I don't, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> the tick. Ignoring the, ignoring the terror. Don't be an Adolf Hitler. Oh, you don't be an Adolf Hitler. <laughs> to Arthur. Come on, chum. Don't be a crybaby. Be a crybaby. Yeah. Just, and it flies yeah. out of him. I can't do it. You have to imagine you have to imagine imagine Patrick Wolverine saying if you don't know who Patrick Wolverine is, yeah, he's been the voice of so many characters. He's been from, in uh what's that one with uh, David Spade, that sitcom that ran for years? 
I can't think of it. He's been in the uh, Emperor's New Groove. You got to know who Patrick He's Patrick Warburton. He's the voice guy. Not yeah, to be confused yeah, yeah. with Sam Elliott, but they're like, they're both kind of the deep the voice guys. Yeah, the one that always springs to my mind is, isn't he the wolf in Hoodwinked? I don't Which is know. weird. <laughs> which is a, which is an obscure reference. <laughs> I don't know. I have not seen Hoodwink. Oh, okay. But he is uh, most known. He's known to many for the role of Putty in Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, and, That's yeah, he's just one. been in so much stuff. When I you hear his voice, of, you'll go, oh, that guy. Yeah, I was thinking of Rules of Engagement. That's the sitcom with David Spade. Ah, right. He yep. has a, a key role in it's more, well, it's on past 15 years or so. But yeah, he, yeah, can't say enough about him. Can't say enough about <laughs> him just nailing the tick. I can't, we can't. To get into this episode more is, <laughs> oh gosh. So the leader of the League of Superheroes is the champion who is also turns out that it's steve fernick the one of the top lawyers it's like a a a superman clark kent thing yeah yeah he's got his day job and he's a superhero at night but he's kind of the villain in this he's the antagonist and every time that the tick goes into the locker room where they change in and out of their i don't know where that is i guess it's it's in a it's like a gym locker room i don't know where that building is but that's where the league all goes to change into their in and out of their superhero costumes it's mm-hmm. it's really, they have like a headquarters they have a yeah. the league have a, a headquarters where i don't know superheroes train and do that type of thing yeah no one knows who the champion is for some reason they never discover no one knows that the champion is also steve Furnick, the lawyer this who is Batman Well's lawyer, Batman Well gets Captain Liberty in touch with him when she wants to file a lawsuit against the League. So now he's playing her. He's playing both sides type of thing. He's trying to protect the League secretly while still leading Captain Liberty on. So we find that out as a viewer, but no one within the show knows that. So every time they're in the locker room changing at the League headquarters... (laughs) Patrick Warburton as the tech just gets confused every time the champion Steve Furnick takes off his glasses and puts them back on. It's with the glasses <laughs> off, he's the champion. And Patrick Warburton he, respects the hell out of him. And when he puts the glasses on, he's Steve Furnick's and he becomes a Joe Schmo. And the tech's like, listen, pal, what are you doing in here? I told you this is for superheroes. You're going to have to get out of here. Just and it's there's a brief sequence where it's like two or three times where he has to he's cleaning his glasses with his shirt so he keeps taking them on and putting them back on. <laughs> and man, he's just Patrick Warburton is so quick with that that change of of hey, what are you doing? Oh, champion, how are hey? Listen, I told you, hey, Mr. Champion, good to see you. <laughs> it's so quick. It was so, it, I, ah, I, I have no further words. I'm, it, ah, I wish I could put it into words how I was falling. I was almost falling over laughing so hard. <laughs> 
just his delivery is so perfect. Everything. Yeah, perfect. and there are so many. There are so many moments. Like, well, they come again and again and again in the tick in in the two episodes I've watched that you get these jokes again and again and again, and you you do sort of end up teetering on the joke fatigue thing. So I I, I really think that this you've got to take the tick in in the bite sized chunks. And remember and enjoy those moments and then go, oh, yeah, okay, cool. I'll go back and see what else I can discover with it because you'll miss jokes. It's like the the old movie Aeroplane, which is just joke after joke after oh, joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, or um, Caddyshack is, is like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are there are bits you will miss and it takes re-watching to catch everything. You remind me, speaking of Caddyshack, I know that they just – Rodney Dangerfield had no – that was his first movie. He had no concept of acting or how movies worked or anything. So they they, they kind of set him up and literally told him, okay, just stand here in this scene and just, you know, be Rodney Dangerfield. Start telling your one-liners. So he was just, you know, he was just standing there and they made him look good. And he's just being Rodney Dangerfield telling his jokes and I almost wonder if if some of this is just Patrick Warburton having the maybe the the freedom to sort of I don't know if he's naturally that quick or if this was that well written. But I mean, he's had a long career and he's done a lot of stuff and a lot of comedy. I think maybe he is just that quick. Yeah, I think they just yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. They kind of had Rodney Dangerfield there, where they just let him go for it, and he just. He kept dishing yeah, I, it out. He kept, man. Yeah, it's probably oh, like I'd love to see the outtakes. Like, oh, that's uh, a good point. Absolutely. You know, you watch some like <laughs> the the classic ones, the forty year old version, virgin <laughs> outtakes where oh, they're sitting on Kelly the couch. Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> well, where they're sitting on the couch and they're just going, they're just riffing and riffing, riffing, and they they pick like five for the movie, but they've they've done thirty odd jokes in a row. Oh. Or um, I don't I don't know if you're watching. Peacemaker at the moment. I didn't uh, realize. No, how f- I've been meaning to. I don't realize. You, you're gonna love how funny John Cena actually is because <laughs> there's oh, some no, scenes where he's no. just going and he's just giving it to people. You know, he's just going over and over and over again, just just saying names or or, or giving examples of things. And at the yeah. end, at the end of a lot of the episodes, they have like extended versions. It's not quite an outtake, but it's like a different angle of that same scene. And he just goes, and he's serious. He's on point. He's like, I mean, he's had a lot of experience acting in front of large crowds. Yeah, um, yeah, and Great and I expect, yeah. yeah, I suspect that um, the tick, given maybe not so much with time constraints and 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 budgets of TV shows, maybe yeah, they maybe they then. back then. But but I'd like to think that yeah, at moments they just let Patrick Warden go. And riff. Yeah, I'd like to think that too, especially going back to it, if you consider that the director was primarily a movie director, so he's used to... I mean, it certainly has that feel. hours of stuff. So you have to think that at least for the pilot, they let it kind of flow for a while. I would like to think that they did. Uh, I don't know about the finale here, getting back to it, but yeah, so basically what happens is by the end of it, Captain Liberty, I think, gets her paper, her lawsuit, and she goes to hand it to the league. Or she goes, no, she's going to meet with her lawyer, 
The Tick and Arthur are at the same building, the headquarters of the league. I'm going to assume it's the same place that Steve Furnick works out of both. Mm. And they just, for <laughs> I guess that's part of the fun is that nobody knows. And then Arthur goes, oh, wait, this is your lawyer? Hey, wait a minute, get back here. And so they find the jig is up. Steve Furnick is the champion. And then he, everyone figures that out and he gets lynch mobbed. Then they're back to the tick Batman, Batman, you well, Batman, well, Batman, well, Captain Liberty and Arthur are all back at the coffee shop, the regular meeting spot to digress about their days, their daily shenanigans. And then, yeah. And then sort of, you know, they're firm friends by the end of it, you know, by the end yeah. of that series, they they did really wrap it up quite well. There's no major cliffhangers. Each episode is a is almost a bottle it's, episode. Yeah, it's kind of a standalone thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's episodic. It's not continuous. So you can have this one series on its own. Yes, I think we both agree that maybe too much of the tick is not a good thing. Too much like, of the tick is not a good thing. Too little. Yeah. But speaking of. Too but much. It, but uh, we but, uh, <laughs> but before, can we go to to too little? I want to do a small cameo before he obviously had the profile as an actor that he does now. But during the scene where Captain Liberty is trying to gather kind of all the superhero misfits who have been shunned by the league, we get a cameo of I guess it's Tiny Man Peter Dinklage. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's a tiny. He plays a midget superhero. He's tiny man. Uh, he gets a uh, he gets a line or two. Yeah, an wow. early young Peter Dinklage, even before um, the train station, the train attendant. That there's a 2003 movie that I remember the first time I ever saw him. But yeah, oh, small okay. appearance by Peter Dinklage as Tiny Man. <laughs> the smallest superhero yeah, cool. who absolutely cool. will sign one more time. Lawsuit. Absolutely. That's incredible. And there are some, again, yeah, too much of the tick probably probably will make you sick. Like, it's like eating too much. Too much of the tick will make you sick. Like, it's, right? it's like eating eating too much ice cream. Like, it's, it's great. It's good. It's, it's sweet and it's fun. But, it like, you know, too much of it, you, you're going to get you're going to get sick of it after a while, and that's why I think the IMDb score might generally just be a bit high. But too little, um, I, you know, I don't think the world's better off not having the tick. I think I think I think there should be more tick. There should be more frivolity, especially now. I, th- I do want to watch the rest of this series. I absolutely do. Yes. Just just to see some of the cameos that you've told me about Peter Dinklage. Um, Ron Perlman's in there somewhere. Missy Pyle, who's great in everything, she's she's in yeah, one she of the is. episodes in the middle somewhere. You got Dave Foley in there, and and other people you might not know who they are, but you'll recognise them straight away. You have got Robert Malehouse as Sonic Boom, oh, man, yeah, so and great man. Oh, yeah, and I guess they could promise them just a short cameo. It's going to be you know a couple of hours work. Come in and do it. It'll be fun. You get to dress as a silly superhero. <laughs> Or, yeah. or be in the show, yeah. Um, and, and those are the bits I want to see. So um, I will probably end up watching the rest of the series. 
Yes. 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 Absolutely. Let's get a bit of rapid fire as we're wrapping it up. Uh, better episode overall. Better episode. Um, I actually like the pilot. I, I just that's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Why do you? No. Yeah. That? Yeah. Just because that coffee scene's hilarious. Yeah, the coffee scene is great. And the elevator, the never-ending elevator, it kind of went on a little too long, but also it worked. (laughs) Yeah, it has a real piloty feel to it. I will say that, but um, yeah, I I kind of like the pilot. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe fun. I gave the edge to the the final episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I felt like there was more. uh, Not that the Tick and Arthur weren't; they were solid, but I felt Batman well. And Captain Liberty had more to do, and I kind of enjoyed yeah. that there was more, they rounded out the side characters. They were stronger. Yeah. Fair point. I think there's probably only a hair's breadth in it. Like, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, uh, they're pretty even. Best scene we've touched on: coffee machine, hands down. <laughs> hands, uh, hands down, the coffee machine. Hands down, the <laughs> coffee machine. The worst scene. Worst scene. I just have to say that the probably the the elevator scene it dragged on a little too long, but it, it, like the joke was the joke was there and it was good, but yeah, I think um, they had seconds to fill or something. It, it it does feel like it's about thirty seconds too long. Like we got it, okay, cool, and then you're still on that shot. Yeah, I also yeah. had um, where it's the intro in the pilot or whatever and he's jumping from roof to roof and he goes through someone's roof yeah it that's the writer and and the director sitting on the couch it is a real cheesy scene yeah yeah i was like this Um, is just tacky i mean i get what they were going for but they didn't achieve it (laughs) no i think that um the editing is real tv editing like yeah let's make this obvious his feet are hanging through the floor and it's like one beat, two beats. Okay, it probably moves a bit slow. Yeah, um, bit I, they wanted to show the tick bounding across the rooftops and causing chaos. And just <laughs> there's a, the bit just before that where he's just pushing over antennas. <laughs> must be stuffing <laughs> up everyone's television. That 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 bit was really funny. And then they there's this campy shot that they they put in there, and I think it was to get a cameo for the writer. Um, probably yeah. In in the in the pilot, I, I, I guess when you're making a pilot, you don't realize or you don't know whether it's going to get picked up. Maybe you have as much fun as you can with it. Cause you can. That's a fair point. Absolutely. Probably why they stuffed it with the <coughs> uh, movie director and you know, Christopher Lloyd to have a cameo. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot of visual gags. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, you touched, she didn't have an unintentionally hilarious thing. Unintentionally hilarious, aka it's so funny I forgot to laugh. I put even though it's it's obviously meant to be funny, but just Peter Dinklage just a little stupid. <laughs> just knowing what he does now and just having him as a tiny man. That's his, um he's just a serious high profile actor now and it's just tiny man. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it. I, I that's perfect. I'm gonna have to yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch it again. Like this is the thing. Like you, you, you watch and you go, "That was great," and then you remember something and go, "Wait, what?" And yeah, you want to revisit it. 
Yeah, I made sure to write that down so that I touched on it. Yeah, the final episode when she's in the, I guess they're in the coffee shop and she's yeah. gathering all the super. Uh, you touched on you'd watch. You're gonna watch the rest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. When I find some time, I'll I'll give it a crack. Now, would you uncancel it? Mm, I th- look, I think it has been uncancelled. It got a reboot in 2016. I don't think that this show needs to be. What would you do? Would you redo it? I don't. I don't think you would. It. It's I... been a few years. I, it's been a few years now. I, uh, do we want to see an older, probably less athletic tick? I feel like the 2016 one, because of the involvement of the writer who's been involved because yeah. since Patrick he created Warburton's, the tick, Patrick what, Warburton's involved, 19, involved. Born 1964. Uh, I'm so sure he's, he I'm sure he's super fit. He's probably still very, very handsome. Um, he's t- he's going to be 58. Yeah, he could do it. He could do it. He but, could do it. Hey, Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. So. What? It's old Batman. Yes, it's great. Old, it's old Bruce Wayne Batman. Yeah. So I mean, that's a theme right now. And maybe I mean <laughs> I doubt they're looking at the 2001 series of the tech and thinking, hmm, we're gonna bring back that and Patrick Warburton, but hey. Well, I don't know. Like, so the writer Ben oh, how do we sorry. The writer is not Barry ben... Sonnenfeld. No, it is Ben. Just ben Edlund's. Edlund's, right. He created the tick as an 18-year-old um, back in 1986 or something and has been involved in every iteration of the tick, the cartoon, the two TV series, the comic books. And, like, if, if, if another thing of the tick is going to get made, um, it wouldn't surprise me because he is obviously dedicated to the character in the world. Absolutely. I would like to see, like you touched on, you said there's, it's kind of been uncanny. You know, you have the 2016 series. I would think that if anything, I wouldn't mind uh, a new animated movie. Like oh, yeah. And then Patrick can totally be the tech. Yeah. And he yeah. can totally voice the tech. And it, yeah. Like you bring back everyone if you wanted to, really. Bring back Peter I- Dinklage, just tiny, give him a bigger role. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think if you were going to do this TV series a second season, that's perfect. If you did it as a, if you just went, right, but now it's a, now it's an animated series. Yeah, Great. that's been, that's been a, also been a bit of a theme. Um, if you're familiar with the Canadian series Trailer Park Boys, they do an anime. It ran for a long time. Uh, and it was a live action thing and their trailer park boys itself explained it's open now some of the uh, a key cast member died so then they turned it into an animated yeah right uh, it that way so yeah absolutely. what a what a what a what a good solution in this day and age where you know it's quite acceptable for adults to watch cartoons and you know yeah, like oh, yeah especially now yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. And I could see that happening with um, this version of the tick. Like I said, like the tick has been different versions um, throughout the different series. And if you wanted to, if you really, really wanted to make this version of the tick continue on, that'd be perfect. Um, and sure, why not? I, I I like the Patrick Warburton version. He's a 
if anything, he's a little less um, – he's a little bit more grounded than the, the 2016 series. That version of the tick is um, borderline, borderline like a figment of Arthur's imagination. So like, my question is, as someone who's not seen the 2016 one, is if you're going to, for the people that listen, are listening, are you saying to check this one out and then the 2016? Just gloss this one over and check out the 2016 one? Or does, you know, do you think an order matters? If you just enjoy the tick, you can enjoy both and you'll get things out of both things? What do you hmm. say about that? Oh, look, I would, I would probably defer to the writer. If I could, but I can't. So um, <laughs> I haven't seen the animated series. So oh, maybe I'd go back and watch that. Excellent. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I think you find this is one of those shows where you, you sort of, you like it for the concept. Like, I like the idea of the tick and the fact that he's sort of big, innocent goofball who doesn't remember much, but is this overpowered superhero, you know. <laughs> As well, um, I just like that concept. I like exploring it. I would say, you know, whatever version of the tick you watch, go and explore the other ones because they, because they just get richer. Like the, the the different versions give you more layers to the tick. Uncancelled. So uncancelled, it's a crumb. Ain't no more gonna die. Wait a minute. Throw some Ozanaz in there. What's your hurry?